Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello geeks and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and social media conciliary. Today's guest is Larissa Walega of Zbart. And today's episode is brought to you by Consumer Fusion, Answer Connect, and OneUp Web. When it comes to franchise marketing, OneUp Web has more than a team that anticipates your needs and improves your metrics. They're an agency that's been successfully supporting franchises for more than 20 years. And I don't mean just those they're working with. The franchise marketing playbook they put out was great. Their monthly franchise forward newsletter is a must read and their website is filled with plenty of other great marketing info. Go to oneupweb.com slash socialgeek to learn more about them and snag some valuable resources. Larissa Walega is the VP of Marketing at ZBART, and she's doing many wonderful things in marketing, fran dev, consumer marketing, and uh, everything else that we're going to find out today. Larissa, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Jack? I'm doing great. It was fantastic to see you again, finally in person uh, at the uh, Franchise Leadership and Development Conference in Atlanta last week. Wasn't it a spectacular, spectacular event? So nice to see everybody in person and so excited to just see the excitement around franchising again to kind of, I always say to be with your franchise peeps again was really awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's been way too long. And, and again, kudos to the franchise update folks for putting on what I think is probably the best event of the year, especially when it comes to networking with, um, with people who are really serious about Fran Dev, right? They're, they're not just there to, you know, go to a, a, a great event and, and sell some stuff, but they're really serious about sharpening the ax. So kudos to the franchise update team on that. Uh, Larissa, before we get into talking about marketing and branding and franchise development marketing, uh, give us a little bit of background on yourself and then on ZBART as a brand. Sure, no problem. Um, well, I've been with ZBART, it will be 13 years um, this summer. And I've been in this role now, it'll be two this summer. Um, Prior to that, I um, held a director role. Um, Within that role, I spent a lot of time um, repositioning the brand and developing positioning um, and customer journeys um, over that roughly five years or so. And then the rest of my time at ZBar, I spent in the field and, you know, toured and got to meet all of our owners and went to many of their stores, um, learned a lot, continued to learn a lot from them. And then prior to that, I was on the agency side. Um, we have two of our larger agencies here in Metro Detroit. Um, I was grateful to spend some time with and got to know all the ins and outs of advertising that kind of shaped me and helped shape um, who I am today. So that's a little bit of the background about me. Um, I do believe that, and, you know, we can talk about this all day too, almost as another session, but um, I do believe that staying involved in my um, communities, whether it be franchising, um, marketing in general, local marketing, um, being very active and engaged, 
um, is something too that has that has helped me continue to grow. So I'm always appreciative for all of those opportunities I've had. And the agency world in Detroit is uh, all about advertising and automotive. I'm I'm guessing. So you, you've probably done a lot of automotive related advertising and marketing through the years. You know, it's really funny. I have. But the agency side was actually my first stint with franchising. Really? My first client was at the time called Trip Rewards, which was the Wyndham Hotel Group's loyalty program. So my first client was a franchise client, and I got to spend some time um, at their home offices, too. And with the things that we had put together, I think it was a summer promotion, um, I really just got to understand a little bit more of the ins and outs of franchising and the ideal ideal of thinking about all those different customer groups that are a part of the decision-making process to put together campaigns or promotions and so on. So yeah, I always like to say, and that was one of my favorite groups that I worked with too, um, at the agency side too. But yeah, my first client actually was a franchise. And then yes, I did spend some time on General Motors in a variety of different ways too, and <laughs> oh, yeah. all of their sub brands too. So, but that also gave me quite a bit of experience in the automotive, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Nobody, we say this on the podcast all the time. Nobody goes to college to study franchising, though that may change in the future. Yeah. Everybody just kind of finds their way to it. I, I was very similar in that uh, I was working for a marketing service many years ago who had a few franchise clients and the guy who ran the agency said, I want you to go to this thing called the international franchise association. And I said, why on earth would I want to go to that? Uh, Okay, I'll go, I'll go one time, but, but that's it. And then, you know, hooked for life, I think. So Um, (laughs) you mentioned uh, working with customer groups within a brand how many customer groups do you see within the ZBART brand right now? Yeah, so we have three customer groups. And yes, there are subsets even within each one. But um, overarching, thinking about all three, the first one is our um, employees and team members here at the home office. Um, They wear a lot of hats. And we talk about them um, in terms of helping to drive the brand forward, but also, you know, thinking about what's important to them too. And there's career growth is important and lifestyle and work-life balance and all of those things. It's very important for us to understand what drives them and how we can help them um, succeed in the goals that they have for themselves. Because when you have successful and engaged employees at a home office level, that then trickles into the support for your next two customer groups. Second one, and these aren't necessarily in any importance of order, but they're all equally important. Second one is our franchise owners, right? So those people who have invested in our brand, who wanna become a part of a established brand or an established franchise system, with their own goals too, right? Often of financial Mm -hmm. and profitability, but the same thing too, work-life balance um, and being a part and active part of their community too. So 
understanding what makes them tick too, we measure satisfaction from that standpoint and you know, utilize many of the tools that are available in the franchising community um, to do that. And obviously that our third customer group, we can't forget, we have retail freestanding locations and our retail customers are as equally important to us too. So finding that importance and their why of why they connect with our brand um, and building our relationships with them based on that why or that um, need for our services um, is really key. So those are our three customer groups. And I really think that the most successful brands, we heard this a lot last week, but the most successful brands out there right now are really thinking about constantly those three groups and they're mapping out who those people are and they're mapping out their own customer journeys across each one too and then measuring each step and building their plans around what's the ultimate goal of each customer group. I like that you started it with the employees and team at the franchisor at the brand uh, because you know you hear you hear a lot of brands talking about two customer groups right franchisees and the franchisees customers and um, and you know I, I'm I'm a big fan of the idea of if you take care of the team the team takes care of the owners the owners take care of the customers right and and it's maybe not quite as linear as that. But it, it feels like um, if, if you don't really have much of a team and you don't spend much uh, time and resources on building the brand, um, then the owners out there don't really have much to work with. And, and the customers might not be quite as excited to work with those owners out in the field if, if the brand isn't um, you know, something that is attractive and interesting and, and there's a compelling reason why they're working with or why they're going to an owner of a Zbart versus you know something that that no one's ever heard of um i know you and i have chatted about this before i think you guys do a great job of branding at Zbart um and it feels like that's something that's kind of a challenge, we'll say, for for some other franchisors that maybe they're they're not spending enough time and resources on the branding component of that brand. Would would you agree? Yes, I would definitely agree. I think both on the franchise development side and then on the you know consumer side, whether B two C, B two B, freestanding retail, not service side, right? It's all about lead generation. And yeah. I think that is sometimes where if somebody was asking me for my advice, I would tell them that they need to stop and they need to do some, some re-education um, within their system. And sometimes that even goes as far back as to go back to your mission statement, right? Go back to your vision statement, but really look at the mission statement, which is the thing that drives you every day. It's the thing, it's, it's why you're in business and what you do and look at what's really in that, right? And say, are we fulfilling this? And then based on how you're fulfilling that and looking at your perhaps brand positioning statement too, which is also, right, the North Star of what you do and why you do to talk to those consumers, again, or customer groups, whether franchise development or on the consumer side, I think that's really your North Star to then 
be able to say, okay, like for example, Zbart's positioning statement is to bring that new car feeling back into my life, to bring or keep that new car feeling mm. back into my life. So if every if if I don't have clear connection and messaging that drives that feeling and that reasoning, then why should somebody choose Zbart versus somebody else who does the products and services that we provide? The positioning is the North Star. And after you understand that, when you understand the opportunity to build branding and building a brand, what are the things that build a brand? Well, it's the impressions or the eyeballs that are on your brand to develop that positioning, which develops the relationship, which then develops lifelong customers. And I really feel like sometimes you almost have to start at the top again from mission statements to positioning statements, make sure they're clear and active and are differentiating. And then from there, you know, understanding your retail customers and the different personas or customer types within that, where do they congregate? Where can you get that message out? But making that succinct connection between those places will drive the brand forward. And, and you know, you can look at clicks and leads and things all day. And that's great, but you had to create a need first. You had to educate. And that's where, you know, we, we completely agree. And, and we found that, like I said earlier, about five years ago now, it seems like it was just yesterday. (laughs) I had to think about what the timing was because it's just been go, go, go. And so exciting, but we, we went through this whole process. Um, And if anyone ever is interested, I'm more than happy to talk to them about the steps that we took um, to do that. But we went through this whole process and we were ready with new positioning statements and refreshed mission statements and all of those things, a new customer journey. And we understand every step and what we measure at every single step. And from there, it was clear that driving impressions, driving eyeballs is what Zbart needed. Zbart is a 60 plus year legacy brand. Okay. So wow. Yeah. We were founded on a single product, rust protection in 1959. Uh-huh. So we went from one single service or product to now, you know, over a dozen and multiple different customers. It's a, it, it can be a very complex, but exciting business. And we provide all of these services that, like I said before, can all tie back to bringing and keeping that new car feeling in your life. And so, you know, you can't, because the brand is so complex and I have all these different services from rust protection to detailing to window tint. I mean, you can look at those three right there and say, those could be three different people. Yeah, and oftentimes sure. they are right as a first purchase. So what is the umbrella that drives that all forward? It's that positioning statement. And so there's been a lot of great work around educating on the brand and what it does for our consumers. And simultaneously what it does for our owners or potential owners as well. And doing that simultaneously must be much more efficient when you have someone like yourself who is working on franchise development marketing and consumer marketing at the same time. That, that's a trend I'm seeing with, with not too many, but you know, I, I see it with three or four brands. So to me, that's a big trend. It definitely is. Um, I, I really do feel that putting the brand as the North Star 
it then moves the needle. I mean, it clearly has from a franchise development standpoint, from a consumer standpoint. And like I even said, going back to from our team members here at our home office, it when you have that North Star of what you're trying to work for, it motivates people down the path. And what's working right now for you? And let's talk about um, let's talk about getting some attention and interest from potential candidates. Um, is there anything that really kind of stands out as as something that is working best for you right now when it comes to marketing? I'll talk about two things. Um, most definitely. The first one being public relations. Um, mm. We definitely have invested in that over the last two years. And the eyeballs, both from a um, franchise development and a consumer standpoint, have been so valuable. The content, the stories that have been created and driven to really um, create interest and to create that kind of wow factor from a franchise development standpoint um, have been very valuable. So I can't say enough about public relations and how important that is. To have somebody tell your story in a way that resonates with people that, to be honest with you, sometimes we get so stuck in our four walls, right? that we were so concerned about what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. And we think an idea might be great, but when you have a team of professionals with media experience that can really help you craft and cultivate and then get that message out there in the right way, exceptionally valuable. That's, that's definitely been the number one um, for sure in terms of tools that we've added to our tool belt, right? Yeah. The second one is, um, is Facebook advertising. Hmm. We, um, at the start of the pandemic, I know a lot of people pushed back um, their budgets overall, and and you had to, right? Um, And there was an exodus, I think, a little bit um, from Facebook at a time. We did not exit. We never did. Um, In fact, we ramped up. Um, and we ramped up against our, our target customers, both on a retail side and on a franchise development side. And those impression-based Facebook ads have been very valuable in driving interest and in driving more information and in driving people to our franchise development websites and to our consumer website too. Um, so I would say those two things primarily on top of things that we continue to do, like build our content internally from a franchise development standpoint. Um, all of those things are resonating. I'm so glad you mentioned the Facebook ads because now I get to mention the fact that you recently won the star award at the franchise leadership and development conference that we were talking about uh, a few minutes ago uh, in the category of social media for franchise development. And, and, and that's a, that's a pretty tough field. You know, there were um, 200 or so brands participating in the, in the event this year and, and your Facebook ads came out on top. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. That is a really one, an extreme honor for our team. Um, This team here works very hard um, both here and a global team as well. 
um, to really, you know, make sure that that social media messaging and those ads and, you know, even the content that's developed um, is something that tells the story about CBART. And it's not always just about our owners and it's not always just about our services, but it's just about trying to be authentic about who we are, what's important to us, how we can continue a conversation with anyone who's interested in our brand. And I think all those tools that I talked about earlier and those processes that we kind of took a step back and really made sure we had in place for the brand has made social media um, much easier for us. Back in a moment after this word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, Hey, Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they can set appointments, follow up with potential clients via form fill inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234 or visit answerconnect.com slash franchise. I've been talking with lots of franchisors and franchisees and a few suppliers uh, over the past year about the culture of franchising. So I'd like to learn a little bit about the culture inside ZBART, and then we'll talk about franchising in general, but how do you describe the culture inside the ZBART brand? Well, when I think about culture, kind of um, in reference to what I said before, culture is really about if I'm thinking about, you know, how do you measure that even, right? Yeah. It's about engagement. So if people aren't engaged with wanting to grow the brand and see it succeed and see how that brand cares about them too, and that again, also resonates across those three customer groups, right? Then you're not going to have the best culture um, that you could possibly have. So here at ZBART, you know, I, I believe that the things that we do really well, and I know this because we measure it, um, you know, teamwork is right at the top. We, we try to um, be inclusive about teamwork and, you know, create opportunities for people to share ideas and share thoughts for the way that we move and grow our business. The two other points though, that are really important to me from a culture standpoint one is family. Um, we're, not, we're not the biggest team here, um, but we all wear quite a bit of hats. And because we're not the biggest team, we get to know each other. And um, I can't tell you how much um, I respect Tom Wolf, our CEO, and the family culture that he's created here. Um, we're just always looking out for each other and you know, trying to move that family culture and continue to show that with our franchise owners and also within our stores too. I think 
you know, I, I always tell a story really quickly, if you'll indulge me, Please. about a corporate store manager who actually became an employee here at the corporate office for a time too. And he was working at a store and a customer walked in all frazzled, um, their car had just stopped running and walked in was like, oh my gosh, you're a car place, right? Like, what can you do for me? And the manager walked outside and kind of assessed the car and kind of realized quickly that um, they ran out of oil. Like <laughs> It was oh. a very simple thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But we're not an oil change. We don't do oil changes at Seabard. So helped him find a location close by, a referral, even got him over there. So it's just that type of working together and, and treating your neighbors the way that you would want to be treated cascades down into our stores too. And we're, we're very grateful for that because that builds relationships, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that's a great story. We, we don't change oil here, but we do take care of customers. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So I think that, you know, that the last point of our, of our culture here, and it's one of our values is legacy. And people mm. can kind of sometimes get confused by that one because they're like, well, like, what does that mean? And it's really about the pride and the legacy. Um, we're one of the oldest franchise brands in the world. We're actually number, I believe, 78 on the IFA list. Wow, but that's wow. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're around there, but definitely one of the oldest um, legacy brands in the world. And we're very proud of that and proud of our heritage. Um, and we want to make sure that everybody understands where we came from and where we want to continue to grow. So giving the giving our employees here the tools they need, the opportunity to listen to them, growth plans for themselves, and just genuine appreciation, I think, I think is what sets our culture apart. What about the culture of franchising in general? What is it about this, this kind of strange, very niche, uh, uh, kind of insider industry or business model? What is it that's so compelling and just keeps people coming back? I think it's twofold. I think it's funny you mentioned about this strange kind of compelling. It is right. It's, it's not, it's not normal. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but it's fantastic. Yeah. And it constantly challenges you every single day, hour, perhaps minute um, of your decision-making processes and what, what you're doing, because like we can bring it right back again to the three customer groups, right? You have to think about all three of those customer groups when you're making a decision. That is tough. And I talk about that all the time in other um, marketing areas or with uh, my other marketing friends or colleagues that aren't in franchising. I'm like, you just do not get it, okay? Yeah. You have like, you make a plan, you might have to, you know, present it to a board of directors or a management team or whatever, but like, that's it. And then yeah. You, and they have one customer group, two, maybe, right. right. And you <laughs> go on your way. Right. And this is completely different because you've got three and, you know, depending on your structure of your franchise, where it's, whether it's public or private, right. Then you might have more, but you've got all of these layers of, of customers and, knowing what ticks for each of them, you have to in order to make the right decision. So yeah. I believe that the culture of franchising um, is definitely the, 
one of the greatest opportunities to work in um, and the people who you know the people that care um, are the ones that are there we were kind of talking about that earlier right, <laughs> right. they're there yeah. yeah who come to the conferences and and do the extra round tables and because they're so passionate i would say that's the key word they're so passionate about fulfilling the goals of those customer groups um that you you instantly you succeed or you don't i mean yeah, you can yeah. tell pretty quickly the ones that do and the ones that don't and the ones that do care are jumping into committees and jumping into all those things and wanting to move themselves forward so that they can move their brand forward lastly before we go um any trends you're seeing for maybe the start of 2022 that you're sharing with um, any of your customer groups, your your team or your uh, owners, or even even the customers, anything about franchising coming up that you see as, as big opportunities or, or maybe big threats? I think, unfortunately, the labor continues to be an issue. Yeah. Um, it isn't as big of an issue for our brand as opposed to some others. But I will say that all of those things that we just talked about with relation to culture can help with those, right? Yeah. We, we talk about the opportunity. I mean, it's easier to retain a customer, an employee, whatever, than it is clearly to find a new one. Yeah, right. right. So Absolutely. Sure. When we talk about the importance of creating and then measuring your culture, that's what we're really focusing on here too. And the culture and measurement of satisfaction across those three customer groups is what we continue to push forward. Very good, Larissa. Before we go, if anybody has additional questions for you or they would like to learn more about ZBART, um, where can we send them? You can send them to zbart.com or I am a very active, super duper LinkedIn user. So I know you are. Message, and I'm happy to, to respond there. Before we go, a quick word from Consumer Fusion. Consumer Fusion is the only all-in-one reputation management provider that helps remove inappropriate content online. 80% of consumers say that a negative review has prevented them from choosing a business. Consumer Fusion has removed over 60,000 illegitimate negative reviews across major directory sites like Google, Facebook, Indeed, and Yelp. Check them out at consumerfusion.com slash franchise. Consumer Fusion, keeping reviews honest. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.